everybody i'm making sure i just double checked i started recording and then like i had that doubt i was like wait <laughs> did i miss it did i did i do it <laughs> i did do it i did the half gen podcast it's a new episode it's a new month and we're doing it in the timetable that we generally plan to do it <laughs> hey small, small victories. victories yes <laughs> <laughs> title of the episode i'm putting that down as as a possible one. Oh man all right uh, ross how you doing doing all right man you oh, know what you? uh I i'm doing i'm doing well and you know what we never do mm -hmm. we never what? introduce ourselves properly I that's always, true i'm chris joining Miyamo me ross joining me is miyamo ross <laughs> I know that's not how you say that. It's okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, let's let's go around the room. I'm Chris. You know, here and uh, joining me today is my, uh, you know, one of my cohort, Ross, and uh, also joining me today is uh, Ross Orlando. Oh hi. And uh, RP O RP Orlando ninety one. Uh, Run pass Orlando. 91 yep. big fan of the option <laughs> and uh last but certainly not least uh big daddy ross oh hey poppy nice to meet you. Hey. <laughs> hi chris yeah so i'd like to welcome my whole panel here today <laughs> oh, that many rosses is a terrible thing it's just a very a quiet title. podcast <laughs> it's a bunch of people Xenoblade's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like eight people simultaneously yeah. saying, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That should be coming in soon. Yeah, it comes on a Friday. They should ship it to me. I haven't gotten any shipping confirmation yet, but they should ship it to me and then I'll have it here for you. Gotcha. Sounds good. I, I feel bad because you're going to have to wait a little bit to get it. That's fine. That's fine. You might just have to take a trip down and just be like, hey, I got it. I'm coming for the thing. thing. I'm coming for the thing, you know? <laughs> I work till five on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> it's here. Um, man. Cough uh, is also a returning guest. Uh, an unwelcome one. Yep. Welcome. Welcome. No, don't welcome it. I don't want it. It doesn't belong here. Vigi games. Vigi games. Uh, and other things. Before we talk about anything else. Okay. For the last two podcasts, I have wanted to talk about my thoughts on Mobile Suit Gundam, Iron Blooded oh, yeah. Orphans, yep. and I keep forgetting, <laughs> which says a lot about that show. And end of segment. <laughs> I really, I meant to talk about it last week. I completely forgot. I texted Ross later that, like the next day, and I was just like in all caps, Iron Blooded Orphans. <laughs> <laughs> Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blood Orphans is just okay. <laughs> it's a 
pretty good first season uh, that, you know, it has its ups and downs, but it's generally, you know, I, I'd say a better Gundam season than some of those shows, or at least the ones I'm familiar with. I'm not going to sit here and claim I've seen every Gundam season. I haven't. Fake fam. Uh, but in terms of modern Gundam, which is where I'm more familiar, I'm more familiar with like Wing On. It's a better one. Season two, however, has some really awesome moments, but sure does take a turn for the worse. Mm. Um, my biggest complaint through the whole thing is that uh, Barbatos, which is a Gundam in a world without Gundams for the most part, sure does not seem as effective as it should in that first season. Uh, which could, you know, which could be chalked up to just uh, Mikazuki not being as familiar uh, with Barbatos as he is in the second season. Of course, um, of course. But boy, does he throw a lot of stuff and lose a lot of stuff. And then they keep saying, oh, I don't know how we're going to fix this thing. And they keep fixing it. Um, but that thing gets beat up a lot. And like, he's a good pilot. And so I, I don't get that really. Um, but you know, it's, it's good. It has a really, really, really awful ending to season Ooh. one. Um, spoilers. They do the classic uh, Gundam thing of... Let's just make a big one. Uh, yeah. Except this time they put a guy in it. And like, so they have this thing called the Alea Vignana. And yeah, you're, thank you. You're it's like this thing that's uh, implanted in their back and it connects directly to the mobile suit. So you still have controls, but like you can kind of like, it kind of does the, the mind meld kind of thing. Mm. <coughs> And there's a couple good moments with that when, you know, he's like, come on, Barbatos. And then, like, the eyes flash and it does that Gundam thing of, like, when the when the mobile suit, the, you know, the ghost in the machine kind of acknowledges the pilot and the eyes flash. And then all of a sudden, they're, like, a total different beast. Um, and that happens a lot in season two. And it's really good when that does happen. Um, but anyway... Um, the Alea Vignana is considered, like, it's only given to people, uh, the human debris. Uh, so there are some themes in Iron-Blooded Orphans that actually are handled pretty well. Um, so they're all child soldiers, basically. They're, they're human debris. So they are not considered human. They are considered objects. They are pieces to be sold and, you know. Property. Yes, thank you. Property. I don't know why I couldn't come to that, but I couldn't. Not they are property. And they eventually kind of like overthrow their kind of corporate overlords and they take over the organization and they create Tekken and they have this first mission where they have to escort this lady uh, from Mars to Earth. And that story really doesn't go anywhere for a long time. Um, they end up joining the Space Mafia. And yeah, uh Tewaz. Uh and that that's a really good name for the Space Mafia. Tewaz. Yeah. Uh well hold on. Is Tewaz? I'm trying to remember now if Tewaz is the organization. Yes. Because there's also I 
can't remember the other group. I, if they were Taywas or the whole thing, I think the whole thing's Taywas. If I remember correctly, it's now been several weeks since I finished it. So forgive me if it's a little fuzzy. Um, Taywas, I believe, is the overarching organization, and then they join. The yes, they join through the turbans, um, which are he's a uh, he, he he. It's a crew of like all women, and they're all married to him. Um, mm -hmm. but but man has a heart of gold, uh, because they are rescued from places where they were being taken advantage of. So okay. they are married to him to give them, you know, like a good feeling. So like that they're all equal and they're all like, Hey, you know, and some of them do, you know, they have kids with him and they love him and stuff like that. But he kind of keeps them hoping we find out in season two, hoping they will find, you know, the man they really love and that they will eventually spread their wings and go off on their own. So he's not like possessive of them. He's just like, Hey, you know what? I love my girls, but if they love someone else, I love that, you know, polyamory. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. And then they, and then they frame oh, him. Yeah. They frame him with illegal super weapons so uh, and then girls? proceed. No, 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 not the girls. Uh, Gallarhorn. Okay. Gallarhorn, the evil organization, Gallarhorn. Oh, the rocket launcher? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, I didn't so, know Destiny yeah. was in this. Yes. Uh, so they frame him and they kill him. They kill him with the same illegal weapons that they thought he was smuggling uh, because they planted them on him. And he refused to let Tewaz take the fall and he refused to let Tekken help him. So he was just like, I'm going to go turn myself in. And they killed him instead. a lot um anyway uh, okay yeah the show has a lot anyway the whole first season uh Tekken ends up like escorting this major political guy to this conference where they like blockaded the city to prevent him from getting in like mm -hmm. they were ready to like kill this dude because they were like if he gets in there he's gonna get elected prime minister and then we're fucked whatever group was trying to like stop him Tekken ends up getting him in and so now Tekken is famous, and as a side as like a, a side effect of that, uh, people realize the value of child soldiers. Of course, it's yeah. The moral no, of the that's story. something literally the show says is that it revealed to the world the value of child soldiers. As it, they they say it as a negative effect that like okay, all good. of a sudden child soldiers are a thing that people are like, hey, this is viable. Um, PS Five. The kind of masked guy who's kind of the villain, but not quite the villain. Uh, he kind of sucks overall. I feel like uh, he generally do. And it's weird because he's working for Gallarhorn. He's a high-ranking guy in Gallarhorn, but he's like totally partnered with Tekken in the first season. He's just like, yeah, I'm here to help you guys. Whatever you need, good. Kills his best so, friend. His best friend, who he kills, definitely yep. does not die. You can tell in the first season, like, this dude's coming back. In, like, the first episode, they reveal a dude in a mask with his voice. I'm like, there he is. <laughs> wait, wait. So what, his name's Tekadin? No. no. Uh, Tek what's Tekadin? Who's Tekadin? Tekadin is the organization of the kids, uh, remember? Yeah, so... Um, Tekadin is the kids. Brief tangent of what I'm seeing in my head right now. Walk with me here. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know Daytona USA. Mm -hmm. Rolling start. Yep. So I think it was, it might've been in the fighting game, Fighting Vipers on Sega Saturn. Okay. You could unlock the Daytona USA car as a fighter and it would stand on its, on, on its back and punch with its front tires like a person. 
I like that a lot. I'm just yeah. gonna throw that out there. It's pretty good. I like Every... that a lot. That's like the opposite of Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. So far in my mind, I'm just seeing the Gallahorn from Destiny fighting Tekken. That's all I'm seeing in my head right now. End of tangents. Okay, so basically, Iron Blooded Orphans is Code Geass with child soldiers, uh, because the main character is voiced by the guy who does the English dub of Lelouch. Is that Johnny Young Bosch? I think. So he's the main guy. Uh, he's the leader of the group. Yeah. And so he's the boss. Everybody refers to him as boss. Boss. <clears throat> and he's always like, he's just always worried that he's leading the group. Like, and he's just like, ah, you know, we have to make it. He's just like, we have to make it. And everything I'm doing, I'm doing for my family. He is Dominic Toretto. I was just about to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to do it. Yeah. Mark, uh... Mark did that in his wedding. At one point, he said, uh, "He said, as the great philosopher Dominic Toretto once said, I don't have friends, I have family. Yep, that tracks. That tracks. That was a speech hard. at his wedding. Yep. yep, that's not surprising. Um, so anyway, long story short, uh, they end up killing him in the most obvious scene, like three episodes short of the ending. The most obvious thing, it's like... They get out of the city because they're surrounded by Gallarhorn. They get out of their base. They get into the city. They have a path. They're like, okay, we can do this. We can get out of here. Everyone can get out alive. They fucking bunch of dudes roll up. Like, you know it. One dude, like, looks. He sees them coming. He's standing outside. I'm like, he's going to get shot. He's going to get shot. And I'm just calling it. And it didn't happen exactly the way I expected it. But these dudes roll up. And they try and drive by. And Orga is his name. I couldn't remember his name for a second. He's the leader. He's the 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 Lelouch. Um, they have this young kid who's a mobile suit pilot with him, and so they pull out the guns. So Orga, first thing he does, grab the kid, and I, I respect the hell out of this. Grab the kid, shield the kid while he gets shot in the back like sixteen times. They shoot the other guy, Chad, who's with them. Orga turns around, takes two of them out, and then like you're looking, and he's like, "Oh, he's okay." And then all of a sudden, you see a trail of blood behind him, and he's just walking forward, like struggling. He's just like, "Keep moving forward," and then just dies, and everyone cries. And I'm just like, boy, that's a shitty way to kill him. And then, like, in the final episode, you know, they make, like, here's these two Gundams that to this point have been invincible and defeated impossible enemies. And then Gallarhorn just sends a bunch of troops. They destroy so many of them. And this one person who Mikazuki has been kicking her ass the whole show just kind of shows up after he's been, like, borderline nuked. And just kills him. And she's just like, I am the hero of Gallarhorn. And everyone's like, oh my god, she killed him. Oh my god. He has no arms. His legs are broken. And he's basically just trying to like headbutt her. Is all he has left. So she just walks up to his stump body. Kills him. And is just like, I'm the hero. Holds up his head. Like pulls out like the, the, the Gundam spine. And it's just like on the sword. She's like, behold, I have slain the demon. <laughs> and I'm just like, boy, that sucks ass. Because one, they didn't have to die. Two, it really sucks how they died. Three, fuck that whole series of events. Everything ends up working out. They get out. They get to Earth. They change their names. The rest of Tekken's fine. Um... Boy, was it shitty. There was yeah. one really cool moment. 
where they had like this mobile armor thing that was from like the original war where they made like the Alea Vignana. Um, I never finished that thought before, but they don't like that anymore in Gallarhorn. But this new guy, Farid, who's trying to take it over, the guy who's working with Tekadin, um, he ends up like making a modified version of it. The guy at the end of season one, he gets crippled in battle and he can't like recover. So they give him the Alea Vignana so he can fight. Uh, and he's just like, ah, oh, he's just like, he talks the whole time. He's like, I'm stronger than you. I'm faster than you. I'm blah, 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 blah. And then Mikazuki's just like, okay, Ultra Instinct powers go. And he starts bleeding uh, and he kills him. Uh, and then he loses, like, he basically loses the function in, like, the, the right side of his body or the left. He loses function in part of his body. And every time, like, he takes Barbatos up a level, he loses more function in his body. So, like, he loses the ability to walk later. So, like, they have to physically carry him around. And they just, like, lay him on the ground. And he's just, like, laying on the ground. He's like, hey, why do you look so sad? <laughs> and so he's doing, like... But when he's hooked up to Barbatos, he gets all his function back. So it becomes this thing where he becomes dependent on Barbatos to function as a human being. Have you seen Thor? No. The new Thor? No. Okay. Then never, the never yeah. mind. Uh, he ends up impregnating this girl um, because she keeps talking about having a baby with him. And he's like, okay, I'll do that. Uh, and then so she ends up getting pregnant. And then they, he, at the end of the show, she has a baby. And it's a Gundam. It's, yes, it's a Barbatos. <laughs> it's a bouncing baby Barbatos. <laughs> oh, my God. It's amazing. Let's type that for the title. Yep. yep. <laughs> I'm typing that one in. Um, yeah, that show kind of sucks. Um, the second season, really not great. Uh, first yeah. season, totally fine. Uh, there's some cool stuff. I like the, the, there's a lot of like politics, but like in a kind of a good way for Gundam. Um, but the whole second season is just like this McGillis Farid guy just being like, I can get out of anything. And then like, he's just like, gets this mobile suit and he's like, I possess this mobile suit, which has the mind of the founder of Gallarhorn. So clearly I'm the leader of Gallarhorn. And then this other dude of like their big Aryan rod fleets, like fuck that guy. We're not listening to him. He ends up winning the war. They make him out to be this bad guy. He ends up winning the war and then totally just does everything that they really wanted to have happen. He, he get, you know, he starts getting rid of like human debris. He makes fair trade with Mars. He gives them independence. Like he basically gives them everything they were fighting for, which he could have just done. So basically, McGillis, McGillis is the worst person in the whole show the whole time. And then they do the stupid thing at the end where his friend, who didn't die, catches up with him at the end when he's weak and he's trying to complete. And then, like, he basically does the apology. And the guy's like, don't, don't apologize because then I might have to forgive you. And I'm just like, oh, fuck off. And that's Iron-Blooded Orphans. Iron Orphans. That's kind of, oh, fuck off is just kind of like my feeling about that second season. Yeah. Yeah, it's just seems like it's. Oh, and then the guy choices. who got killed at the end of the first season in the giant mobile suit, the guy who also didn't die, uh, puts him in his new mobile suit and uses him as like an AI kind of thing mm. uh, to help make his mobile suit compete with the Alea Vignana system. Okay. It's a fucking weird show. Now, mind you, they have all this AI bullshit. There are no beam weapons in this show. 
the one thing I really like about this show is it is all metal on metal. They've got clubs, they've got metal swords, and you just hear these really satisfying, like, clangs. Like, it's a bunch of just, like, metal debris flying off of stuff because I've got this big-ass fucking thing, and I'm just gonna smack you with it. Yeah. And that's, that's all cool. it is. They don't have any beam weapons. Everything's like ballistics. Like they fire like these fucking like spear things that explode. But everything is just like, it's kind of like this gritty kind of like, you know, hitting an anvil kind of thing. And, and that's the best part of the whole show is just that like, it's this really kind of like grungy kind of like really like dirty fighting. Like it's just, mm -hmm. everything is like dense and scuffs and just like you, you hear, it's not like a beam sword where you just hear a whoosh and then like somebody either blocks it with their shield or it's just something gets cut off. It's just like you hear the crunch, you see the impact. This one dude basically gets like a fucking vice grip thing and just cuts people in half with it. And, like, they show one where one of these Gallarhorn dudes is in his mobile suit. And, like, this dude's pissed off because he just killed someone. He gets him in it. And you watch it as it crushes him inside the mobile suit. So it's, like, showing him like this. And he's just like, ah, I did this for Gallarhorn. As he gets smushed to death. As it's constantly just crushing around him. Like a fucking compactor making a cube out of a car. That's what it looked like. And this dude's just getting smushed inside of it. And then, like, blood coming out and shit. It's... The show is... For show mature is audiences. Kind of, yes. But, like, it, that <laughs> stuff, very good. Very well done. Credit where credit is due. Fair enough. It's the story and stuff that is lacking. Because yeah. um, it's just like, hey, here's every character that we gave any level of, like, real development, development to. Too. And we're just yeah. going to kill them off. Yeah. Dude finds his brother, brother dies. Dude, you know, falls in love. He dies. Other dude falls in love. She gets killed. They they put out a hit on her to draw out Tekken, which works, and then Tekken ends up killing this dude because they were like, ah, they're gonna come after us. Then we're gonna show them we're gonna show the boss that blah blah blah. And he the, the boss is just like, fuck you guys, get out of here. Like, I hope Tekken kills you. And then Tekken kills him. <laughs> He's like, I'm not fucking stupid. Get out of here with your bullshit. <laughs> <sighs> well, that's been pent up inside of Chris yes, for, for two podcasts. Get, it had to come out. How, how do you feel now? I feel a little better. That's good. That's Show's good. still not good. No, I no. wouldn't. I wouldn't. Ultimately, I would not recommend it. Like after that first season, I was like, oh man, you know, after the second season, I was like, I could really see myself watching, you know, if this second season is really good, I could watch this again. And now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I don't think I ever want to watch that again. Yeah. One time was good. Yeah. It's enough. Good Gundam. You watch as many times. Yo, wing. I'll watch that more. You know, seed. I'll watch that more. I've watched double O multiple times. And that's arguably worse in a lot of ways, which says a lot about iron blooded orphans. Maybe I really don't like that show. <laughs> <laughs> That's what therapy's for. It's to talk yeah. through things. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Ross, my yeah. therapist. <laughs> yep. That's what they call me. Yep. <laughs> oh. The Rossipist. Well, I have no anime to talk about. I've not watched any anime recently. Anime. I've just it took played... me a second to realize that's what you were you were saying, anime. 
that way. Yep. I was like, what yeah. the hell is a meme? <laughs> <laughs> I've only been playing the games of the video variety. Vidya games. Indeed. Indeed. I have also played a few Vidya games. Would you like to begin? Do we want to talk about Stray off the rip? Did you finish I've not Stray? Finished it. No, okay. I've not finished it. I'm from what I have seen, I'm about halfway through Stray. Really? Okay. I, I took a lot more time to try and find all of the optional memories and stuff and just explore the slums area. I got the vast, I got the vast majority of them, but I think I missed like three memories. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I did. A, I spent a lot of time in that first area trying to find everything like that. Yeah. I got I mean, all the sheet music that last. Yep. That last vending yep. machine really pissed me off. Oh yeah. Cause yeah. where it's tucked away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I found it by accident. I was literally talking to my chat. I was like, I'm okay. I'm ready for somebody to tell me. Cause I can't find this thing. And I looked up, I was like, wait a minute, can I climb <laughs> on that? And I climbed up it and I saw it and I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stray is super cool. It has a super cool vibe to it. Um, I love the way that cat moves. Oh yeah. I love how that game just kind of like really, captures the cat I thought you were gonna say captures and no i didn't think of that yeah no uh shouldn't poison my brain nope i love yeah i love how you just walk over to a rug and it'll give you the prompt to just start going to just start going to town it's it's not just that it's like when the cat gets to like an edge that it can't jump down it just kind of sits there and it's just like what or like if you get to an edge where it can drop down it kind of looks over and then like it extends its paws when you jump down to kind of catch itself and land gracefully like the way the cat like when it looks up and it it jumps from its hind legs like it's Mm -hmm. like they got the nuances of like that cat movement down to a science and i what makes the cat even better (sighs) is the adorable backpack it wears. Oh yeah. I love it so much. I um, love when it first puts it on and it's just like, yeah, eh, yeah. Like this. <laughs> the yeah. robot's like, don't worry, it'll be fine. And the yeah. cat eventually gets used to it. Yeah. I went in there not super knowing what to expect other than cat game. Same. Um, and there's a real like breadth to the world. I wasn't expecting. Um, it's really fascinating so far. And granted, I'm only about probably like two, two and a half hours into the game. Um, but even just that little amount and the kind of environmental storytelling that they do, it's was way more than I expected. <laughs> what what really surprised me, I finished. So I played the game to completion the first time I, I played it over like six, five, six hours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I couldn't put it down. Uh, I was really surprised with how connected I got to some of these characters, like the the kind of like screen faced robots mm-hmm. that like you wouldn't think you would have a connection to because like they're like they just kind of talk in gibberish that gets translated by your robot companion uh, who also talks gibberish. <clears throat> but I really love how that world just kind of treats you like a oh you must be new around here you know and it's just like they yeah. don't acknowledge you're a cat they don't understand no. the concept of a cat they're no. just like oh you must be new here <laughs> do you, do you yeah. need help finding anything or hey you know come come to my store you know like the bouncer looks at you and he's just like nah there's no room in the club like he doesn't look at you like you're a cat get out of here he's just like nah you know just 
not today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely for the most part, a pretty chill game. Um, there are times where it's less chill where you're running from the Zerks, these little creepy. They look like something out of Ratchet Clank. They do. They do. They really and, do. And just hearing and like, it's like Ratchet and Clank and Half-Life had a baby. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> um, but like just hearing like their origin as well from, I think, one of the memories and just being like, yep. wow, this is how the world burned <laughs> with good intentions, kind of. Dude, you're, yeah, you have no idea because like the yeah. game just, oh, man, like the ending, I think, is really good. Um, without spoiling anything, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good ending. Yeah. There is, I will let you know, because I was curious, there is only one ending to the game. Okay. That is good. So you don't have to worry about, like, missing anything, because I was like, when I saw the ending, I was like, are there multiple endings? Like, is there something for getting all these things? I looked it up, and it was like, nope, there's just one ending. Like, the developers came out and said, there's just one ending for the game. Yeah. Um, I, I, I liked the opening part. I named all the cats. Oh, Yeah. Never named my cat, though, which is weird, but I no. named all the others, and I was like, come on, Tabitha, we gotta get out of here, you know? <laughs> like, I wait, yeah. Every time we're walking, I'm looking around, like, where are all my friends? <laughs> I'm like, get over here! Come on, we're going! And I'm just meowing at them, and they're just, like, meowing back. I love that there's a meow button, and I love for, some yeah. of the reactions, because, like, some of the robot people, they'll look at you, and they'll get, like, yeah. really nervous face. Some yeah. of them, like, if you rub up against their leg, they get, like, a heart on their face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The yeah, way they I, react is really funny. Yeah, I like uh, one of one of the people. There are these two guys on the rooftops for not a super explicit reason, just tossing paint cans back yep. and forth. And you drop one in front of the the bar. I think you have to meow at them, and then they yeah, get they and jump. it spooks them. <laughs> yeah, and they drop the paint, and then the the then the uh, person the the bar or not is it the bar? I can't remember. No, it's no, a it's laundromat. A, it's the laundromat, right? Um, and the owner of the laundromat comes out and is super mad. And then when you kind of, when you're back on the ground walking past them, you just hear like the upset noise and you see their face screen go red with a mad face. And it's just like, this is good. And what's really funny too, is if you walk through the paint, you can track it into the laundromat and it's just little paw prints. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You can <laughs> just great. walk through the paint and it'll just leave little paw prints on the floor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just just so you know where I'm at, um, without without really going into any spoilers. Um, I I I just reactivated something at a tall tower. Oh, just you're still back. real early. Yeah, I looked at just like some like chapter walkthroughs just to see kind of where I was, and I'm like a little under halfway. Yeah, you're kind um, of through like the first third. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to get back into it. We'll get into why I didn't finish it later. Okay. Um, but yeah, Stray is like for me so far, and it sounds like for you, it kind of lived up to the hype. I think there was a lot of mystery Stray, surrounding it going in. Um, Stray was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. It was like it was just a good. It was a it was a good game. It was interesting enough that, like I said, I didn't want to put it down. But like when I was done with it. It, it was fulfilling. I was good. I was just like, yeah. Stray was done. And I was like, this was great. You know, it wasn't yeah. one of, the, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I want to play it. Like, it wasn't one of those games that I wanted to start back up. It wasn't one of those games that I wanted to get back into it. I was just like, you know what? This is a great game. I'm fulfilled. This is just a great game. I'm done. This is great. I had a wonderful time with this cat. Now I mm -hmm. want a cat. Uh, 
it's a real problem. This game made me a cat person and I don't, I don't know how to cope with that, but Therapy. stray is absolutely like just a fantastic game. If you, if you're at all interested, play it and then you're good. You know, the game finishes, it's good. It wraps up and I'm like, okay, yeah, you can't ask for anything better than that. No, it doesn't. It sounds like it doesn't overstay. It's welcome. It's just kind it of, it does exactly perfect... what it sets out to do. Perfect. That's you can't ask for anything. more. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, stray recommended hundred half gen recommends yeah, so the half gen thumbs up, half gen thumbs up, the seal of approval. Um, that's probably the only shared game we've played. Um, have you played much more? Cause I have a laundry list of things to go through. Um, I played a weird game. Oh boy. That I was optimistic about toilet chronicles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Never heard of it. Yep. I can guess. It's, it's I can guess Steam. a little bit about it. Yeah. You enter a bathroom. Like it has a preface. You enter a bathroom at a party. You know, you go into the stall. You sit down. You press C to cry. Um, oh, it's a magic toilet game. You, you, know, you press C. Your character just starts bawling. You can look down and you can see your legs not attached to anything. Oh, which is really funny because later, like, <laughs> it has you, like, peer over a stall. And there's a note mm-hmm. there, and it says they're watching. And you turn around, and there's like a Polaroid camera. It takes a picture of you, and you just see two floating legs with nothing else attached to them. That's so the game cool. just acknowledges you as legs. Um, but it's like a weird game. Like some dude's in the stall next to you. He asks you for toilet paper. Um, and then, like, you leave. You walk around, and there's, like, stuff to find. There's mysteries. Like, if you touch the the hand dryer... You know, it will, it's not, not hooked up right and you can touch it and electrocute you and then you come back and it's fixed and you touch it and it blows up. <laughs> what prompted you to buy this game? It looked funny. Where did now, you find it? Steam. No, I know on Steam, but like, was Steam. it just like it's unrecommended? Just or, it's just recommended, uh, yeah. Huh. So, normally, I like these kinds of games. Like, you know, Stanley Parable kind of thing where it's like run-based. You know, you start something and you feel like you're, you know, you're learning, you're seeing something new every time. The problem with Toilet Chronicles is, yes, (laughs) it's tedious. Mm -hmm. The stuff you have to do to continue to make progress isn't fun after you've done it once. So, like, you have to go into the stall. You have to wait for the dude to ask you for the toilet paper. And then you can kind of speed run up to a point. Like, you can kind of skip stuff. He passes you, like, these weird notes. It says, like, don't leave. You know, things like that. Then you find notes on the wall that say, make him leave. Kill him. It gives you a hand grenade. You can choose to drop the hand grenade on him. You can pull the pin, put it in his hand, and kill him. And then it's like, you killed your friend. Uh, <laughs> um <clears throat> There's a banana peel on the floor and you could slip on it and that's an ending. The thing that finally broke me is I was finally making progress again and there was a banana peel on the floor I didn't see and I slipped on it and it killed me. Uh, and then I had to start the whole thing over and I alt F4 and I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm done. Yeah. It's yeah. just one of those games that it's like to make the progress the way the way they want you to and to kind of see like the endings and the comedy is you have to sacrifice way too much of your time to do it. And in something like the Stanley Parable, which is just another kind of, you know, another game that came out this year, Ultra Deluxe, it has the same thing where it starts you off and it always starts the same way. And so, you know, Stanley did this, Stanley did that. The cool thing with the Stanley Parable is it has divergences. 
when you start. So like, you know, you can go through the path and it's easy enough to just kind of walk through and you just take the other door or you walk through until you get to that other door. There's no standing and waiting. You can get where you want to go and the game doesn't necessarily stop you unless it's like a scripted thing. Or Stanley Parable will open up side things. It's like all of a sudden, here's the adventure line. And it's just like, here, this is some weird thing that wasn't there before. Or you do a thing and then when the loading screen says the Stanley Parable 2 and it's just like, what the fuck is this game? Uh, <coughs> am I playing a different game now? I don't know. That's the thing with... <coughs> so sorry. That's the thing with that is it feels rewarding. And it feels mm -hmm. like your time is actually adding up to a better experience in the game. Toilet Chronicles is a cheaper, or I shouldn't say cheaper. It's a less expensive game. It's a less priced, lower priced game. It's not supposed to be that, but it feels like the spirit of that in a way that like, I just didn't feel like my investment was getting reward Cause there was just, it was, there was too much time spent in the same stall doing the same things over and over and then I accidentally had to start over, you know? And like every right. time you die, you have to skip the credits. You have to start over. And it's like tracking how many times you're doing it. And at a certain point, cause you, it's all about like, it's like, yo, you'll never solve the mysteries of this place now. Uh, and I'm like, okay, well, now I'm less likely to engage with certain things because I want to make progress. So instead of interacting with these different endings that like could be funny or whatever, the game after a certain point kind of dissuades you from interacting with those things because it's like, if I do this, I'm going to lose my progress. Whereas in a similar game, you know, it's like, okay, this is all adding up to a greater experience. Whereas Toilet Chronicles is much more linear and the divergences are just, you died, haha, lol, you know? Yeah. And so it just doesn't yeah. end up being this like kind of fulfilling experience where I'm like, okay, I want to see everything. It just kind of got frustrating and then I slipped on a banana peel by accident and I died. And I was just like, all right, well, I don't want to play this anymore. You feel like you got your money's worth out of it? I just looked, it's five bucks. Did you play for more than two hours? Um, I can tell you exactly how long I played. Hold on. I played for 39 minutes. I know. I mean, you could refund it. No, I bought it a couple weeks ago. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, regardless, I mean, yeah. it's five bucks, but, you know, I wouldn't buy it again. Yeah. Knowing, knowing what it is now, I wouldn't buy it mm -hmm. again. Yeah. It, it well. looks funny. Like, and then there's this weird, like, there's a timer in the game. And I didn't understand that at first. And after a certain amount of time in the game, your run ends and this tentacle comes out and just kills you. And then you have to start the run over. So it's like, if you're so again, I was taking my time looking around the room, like trying to find secrets. I'm reading all these things. And then the game kills me. And I didn't understand why I'm like, okay, maybe I did something stupid. I don't know. Um, and then one time I did something stupid and the game killed me and I was like, okay, that's fair. Uh, but then like, I'm looking around and I'm trying to like, I'm trying to kind of like play around with this like grenade and I'm like, okay, well I can do this with it. I can do this with it. And then I hear this ticking clock and I look and that's when I realized I'm like, oh shit, that's a timer. And then the technical came out and I was like, oh, I was like, are you kidding me? 
And so now I finally like move on and I'm making progress. And now I'm like, okay, well, I want to read all these things and look at these things, but I can't because now I know I'm on a timer. And if I'm going to make progress, I got to go because I don't want to start this again. Yeah. I played 39 minutes. I felt like I played it forever. Man, between the Iron Blooded Orphans and this. Yeah. One for three. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it's not bad, you know, it, it's, it's just, you know, it, it is what it is. It's not a big budget game and you know, I, I respect what they're trying to do. Uh, like I'm not trying to, it didn't, it didn't work for me the way I was hoping. Um, but like, I wouldn't tell somebody like, Oh, this game sucks. You know, I would never do that. <coughs> it just, it didn't work for me. Uh, <coughs> I probably won't play it again. Um, yeah, but that's me. You know, yeah. Uh, the other thing I spent, you know, a reasonable amount of time with, other than like that, nothing going on in Destiny, nothing to really talk about. Solstice is happening. Uh, I did dabble a little bit in Dark Alliance Two, Baldur's Ooh. Gate, Dark Alliance Two. On is the it PC. as good as you remember. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is very much not. Um, it's a very weird game. Uh, it's still fun, but it is definitely of its time. Yeah. yeah. It is definitely <laughs> a PS2 game with a shiny coat of paint. Um, but I did play it in co-op with somebody over the Steam remote play together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I brought a Cypher in, and so we, we played uh, co-op. And it's it's a good game. You know, it's, it's still a good game. Uh, it's not, you know... I remember it being like, oh man, I spent so much time playing this. I had such a great time and I'm playing it again. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You know, it's, it's fine. It, yeah. It's always interesting to see which games hold up because there's a lot of PS2 games that I would still play today and think they're just as good as a lot of the games that are coming out today. And then there are some where it's just like, oh no, this was really good at the time, but boy, does it not hold up? Yeah. And like Dark Alliance one, I, I, I bought that when that got remastered and that didn't hold up well either. And, yeah. uh, I think in some ways though, it holds up a little better <laughs> weirdly enough. Uh, it was different developers too. So Snowblind actually made that first one. Uh, they were the people who went on to make like the champions and Norath games. They made that Lord of the Rings kind of dark Alliance inspired game. Um, they did not make dark Alliance. Thank God, because that game sucks ass. Um, for what it's worth, dark Alliance two is still better than that. Because I actually want to play Dark Alliance 2 again. Yeah. I, I Nobody wants to play Dr. Lions. No, not anymore. No. Ugh. Never again. That game is so bad. That, that game was really bad. Awful. It's travesty. Um, but yeah, Dark Alliance 2, not, the, not quite the experience I remembered, but, you know, charming in its way. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you know, pro probably still a good Steam Deck game. Yeah. Probably have a good time with that. Yeah. Nice. nice. But um I mean that's really the extent. I actually haven't been playing a ton uh mm -hmm. just cuz I've you know doing you know the new the the new job, well not new job but new role, new role. at the job. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I've kind of been focused on that. I'm just double checking that I haven't played anything else. I tried to play the Halo Infinite uh co-op cuz oh, I got yeah. invited to the test flight. Oh nice. Uh, and I got stuck in an infinite loop. 
of it. Infinite. The only thing infinite about it was the loop of logins because every time I logged in, it asked me to log in again. And so I couldn't play it. <laughs> and I had, I learned a new thing about Windows. That's how well. bad this was, is I learned something about Windows I never knew about. And I had to go in and delete like all these like authorizations or something. And I saw how many of them were wearing. I said, I'm just going to wait till it comes out. Because I tested regular Halo Infinite and it loaded up no problem. So it's just yeah. the test flight that's broken. And it wasn't just for me. And I saw how to fix it. And I said, you're not worth it. I've I've come to a conclusion about Halo Infinite and Halo it's as a whole. It's not very good. Is that at some w- once the full co-op is out and if it actually works, I still want to play through it with you. Have you seen the Forge stuff? No. There is a growing contingent of people who really think Forge is going to save Halo Infinite. People have made Call of Duty zombies in Halo Infinite. Now, you might hear that and think, oh, they made a little... No, they have boards on windows. They have the chests that cycle through the guns so you can get a random gun out of it. But it actually does the animation of the gun lifting out and changing between all the guns to see what you get. They have currency systems. You can rip the thing... Like, dude, they are making games in Halo Infinite. It's a little big planet, but Halo... This Forge mode looks like incredible. We're going to make LVU Campus in Halo Infinite. And we could probably make a rule set that plays like Rainbow Six Vegas in Halo Infinite's Forge. I'm gonna, it I'm might gonna, be the best thing they've ever done. I'm going to say four words to you that are the highest compliment I can give. Talk dirty to me. <laughs> LVU Campus, let's go. Dude, um, I genuinely I, think we could do that. Yeah, like, uh, well, you need well, yeah. to see some of the videos of things people are making in that. Because like, there's just somebody out there making Call of Duty zombies in Halo. Yeah. And it's working. Yeah. And there's so many systems in place that they're just like, yeah, so I just did this and it worked. Huh. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, the Ford stuff sounds interesting. In terms of the campaign stuff, I do want to play through it with you. Yes, I want to play the campaign. Released. You know, uh, I think and, it'll be and fun. I'm going to play through it. And I'm going to play through it once. And I mean, even when it first came out, I didn't see a ton of like videos come out like saying, oh, the lore in this game is awesome. Like it should have been with the setting, which you are now familiar with because you read the Forerunner trilogy. You should know how awesome this setting is and all the potential it has. I didn't see much uh, from the Halo lore channels about it. Yeah, the Harbinger thing is weird. And I don't, yeah, so that's like, about as far as I got. Where I like interacted her once or twice. She threw me at a tree, and then yeah. uh, that was about it. Yeah, so I'm gonna play through the campaign probably once, and I'm going to continue playing through one through three, and just remember Halo as it was. I'm at the point and o- where I just in ODST. I've lost. I've at, I'm at the point where I've pretty much lost complete faith in the franchise moving forward. Um, I've lost faith in the campaign of Halo. Which is the thing I care about the right. most. I don't yeah. think 343 has the... I don't think they have the storytelling chops. I think yeah. they either go full lore dump, which alienates a good chunk of the fan base who just wants to play a game and have fun. And then they... Or, you know, they kind of go the infinite route where it's like the gameplay is really good, but the story's not there. And then for someone like me, it's like, I could just go play Destiny. Yeah. Like, they, they just fit in this weird space where they're not as competitive as Call of Duty. They're not as story-focused as Destiny. 
And here's these two shooters at either end of the spectrum that are both universally praised for being excellent playing games. And then Halo Infinite kind of fits in the middle where it's like, oh, well, I mean, it plays well, but it's not as, you know, it's just really cool sci-fi, but now it's not as cool as Destiny. Mm-hmm. And it's got this good, you know, it's still got this story, but they don't tell it as well as Destiny. And it's got this competitive multiplayer, but it's not as popular as Call of Duty. And it doesn't have the the modes that Call of Duty has. And I still don't think, like, there's still the people out there like, Battle Royale is going to save Halo. If Halo doesn't need a Battle Royale. I think Halo did what they did and just maybe, maybe Halo ain't it anymore, you know? Maybe Halo is a, a of an era. Unfortunately. Or... Or give it to a new developer. Give it to someone else. Yeah. Let someone yeah. else do Halo. Give it to Respawn. Like, honestly, you have all these teams. Like, you got the, the team at id that made Doom. You've got Machine Games. You've got, you know, it, you can make a partnership with Respawn. You can pick up the phone and call Sony and just be like, hey, can we talk to Bungie real quick? I just like, man, I was just thinking about it the other day and it's such a stupid thing, but I just remember like, you remember the first time you booted up Halo three Yeah. and you got that splash screen, you got the Microsoft game studios thing. And then just the, and then just like the, the, the chanting monks and the bungee logo comes up and like, you just know, holy shit. Like, you just sit back, and, like, when the bungee splash screen is just like, yo, it's this is gonna be fucking good. Like, when it just feels like, they're just like, you have no idea what you're about to play. It, it, literally, like, when that happened the first time, I, I think I said under my breath, as all of that was happening, I was like, I am gonna finish this fight. And, like, I'm not, psyched. I wasn't the biggest fan of Halo 3 when it came out, but, like, I waited mm. in line for that thing. I got the Legendary yeah. Edition. I still got the helmet. Like. I can see it. Halo. Th- no, it's, wait. No. Bottom, Halo- bottom left corner of your video. No, that's the wearable one. Oh, that's the wearable one. The, gotcha. the limited edition one's over there. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, because Shepard's down there, too. Oh, uh, Shepard. Sure. Um. But, like, Halo. Bungie Halo. What? And. <sighs> Credit where credit is due to 343. They have put in the work on those games. They fixed Halo 1. So it's more like... So now it works like the Xbox version where, like, the shields change color when you shoot the jackals. They fixed the bump mapping. They went back. They fixed the bad port of Halo 1. They fixed the stuff in Halo 2. Like, they touched up the older graphics of those games to make them look like they were supposed to. Halo 2 Anniversary was borderline perfect. Yes, I agree. Compared to what Halo 1 Anniversary is, Halo 2 Anniversary is is, is a perfect reimagining of that game, and it doesn't lose any of the spirit of the original and those blur cutscenes. Yep. That that, it, but, that that iconic moment of Master Chief giving the Covenant back their bomb is still yeah. maybe one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yep. Three, but for all intents and purposes, the best things 343 has done have been blue-pointing the old Halo games. Yeah, and, but dude, like, they're, now they're putting in the work to bring back that legendary Halo 2, like, reveal mission and make it playable. Yeah. And it's like they're doing all of these really feel-good things of like, yeah, we're bringing back all this, like, we found all this content that was, like, cut from the game or didn't make it, and we're going to try and put it in the game. It, yeah, Even it though, feels- in most cases, they said it's only going to run on PC because it's just it's not going to work on an Xbox. But, like, yeah. they're still doing the work, and I respect that so much. 
But you look at the work they're actually doing on mainline Halo, and I apologize if I, I realize I cut you off, and I don't know if I'm going to the same point. But you look at the work they do on the mainline Halo games, and it just doesn't add up. Yep. Yep. I was just going to say, all of these cool feel-good things are awesome, and then the actual foundation of the franchise feels like it's just falling by the wayside um, with the mainline series. And you can tell, like, you can tell that the people at 343 are Halo fans. Like, I feel like, I genuinely do feel like almost everyone there is a huge fan of the franchise. They just, I don't know. I feel like that's almost a detriment, though. Is that they're such big fans of the franchise yeah. that they get kind of blinded by it. Yeah. yeah. I really think Microsoft, you know, should try letting someone else make a Halo game. Especially yeah. like once the Activision deal closes, let Raven make a Halo game. You know, let one of these called let Treyarch make a Halo game. Yeah. Maybe get away from the Master Chief as much as I hate to say it. I think the Master Chief is genuinely a great character and has a lot of potential, but tell some side stories, do other stuff in Halo. Yeah. But like they just what they're doing it in the and even on the multiplayer side, like that community is kind of up in arms because they're just like, yo, like this game ain't it. Yeah. It came out hot and like Power Wash Simulator has more players than Halo. Yeah. And it's a shit because Halo is an incredible legendary franchise. Tens of millions of copies. It is it is a sci-fi staple. Like, Halo is Halo. Yeah. It, 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 say no more. It's Halo. There is no Destiny without Halo. There's no modern Call of Duty without Halo. Yeah. You know, because they had, they got pushed by Halo. Because mm -hmm. Halo was so good. And it made that game have to be better. Like, there is so much, especially in the console space, that is owed to the work that Bungie and Microsoft did with Halo. And it's just not like it's not being reflected in the modern day product. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a huge shame. Yeah. But, but you know what? I hope forge is good. Yeah. That could, that could be super cool. It sounds like it's going to be dope. Yeah. Uh, well, did you do anything else besides get caught in an infinite loop or is that kind of it for now? That was it. That was, that was, that was the extent of my gotcha. gameplay. Well, get a drink ready. I have a okay. lot of stuff to go through. So obviously I've been playing the steam deck. Um, last time we spoke, I think I had just gotten it. Um, and I was messing around with, oh yeah, last podcast I had just finished installing the new NVMe, right? Was that like um, two weeks ago? I think so. <laughs> yes, it had to have been, because I just recently got the Steam oh, Deck. God. Um, uh, but, yeah at, the, yeah, yeah, at that point, only thing I was really playing on it was the Godfather of the game. That was the main thing um, on PS2. Finished that game. That's a really good game. It's still a really good game. <laughs> um, that is a fun open world game from that era. Uh, and if you're a fan of The Godfather, I highly recommend it. It's about maybe 10 to 12 hours to play through the story. That's not bad. Um, no, no, not at all. Uh, and there's there's enough side stuff. Um, if you want to become 
the dawn of New York and take out all the other families and, and that sort of thing. That'll add more game time on as well. Um, but I do highly recommend it. Um, I have also been continuing my Final Fantasy One Pixel Remaster journey. Um, I am over. You good? Your face is distracting me. I think I just got my paycheck. Okay. It's wrong. Yeah. It's one hundred and sixteen dollars. That does sound wrong. I don't get to see my pay stub until. Mm. Uh, yeah. So like I was looking, I thought it was from maybe that sponsorship deal based on the amount. And I was like, boy, they taxed the shit out of that, huh? Uh, but no, that is from my employer. And I'm really hoping there's another one coming through in a couple minutes here. Yeah. I'm sorry to uh, throw that off. I was just taking a quick glance because I saw it was money in my account. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> um, just... What was I talking about? Um, Steam Deck, you finished The Godfather. Um, talking about something else. Final Fantasy 1, Pixel Remaster. I'm over halfway through that game. That is a good remake of that game. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's not as archaic as I thought it would be. The random encounter rate is still way too high. Um, but all in all, having a pretty good time with it. Like I said, I have two of the four crystals, um, and I want to finish that game probably, hopefully this weekend. Um, but I, I do highly recommend it. Um, Grand Theft Auto 4. I started it on Steam Deck. <clears throat> Got it running at pretty close to a pretty steady 40 frames, which is good enough for me. Um, and th the biggest game changer, I always hate having to hold down A or tap A to run. I just want to move the joystick in the direction. You can change that in the Steam Deck settings, can't you? You can you can change settings. it. You can change it. So now, um, basically, I can hold A to jog, which I'm okay with. It was the tapping that really bothered me. Uh, and then I hold uh, R4, one of the paddles on the back, to just make the full-on sprint that you would get if you were tapping A over and over. Um, I've only put like... Is it... Probably... So, now, I... I have a question for you. Yeah. Yes. Is that please. just something you can change in like the Grand Theft Auto settings or is that something you're changing in the Steam controller settings? This was a community Steam controller <clears throat> layout that I downloaded. Okay. So they must have set something up because I'm just wondering how they're compensating for the lack of tapping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's basically just a turbo button. Okay. Um, Got yeah. it. So that's what yeah. they did is they just made it a repeating tap. Yes. Yes. Okay. No, that's fine. Um, I, I, I was just curious like how, how that was. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, out of all of the Grand Theft Autos, I have the best memories with four for a lot of the multiplayer stuff. Hell yeah! Um, I, I probably played, I probably put like five or ten hours into the main story and really liked it, but just fell off of it. Um, but I just want to play it again. I really it's like on, Liberty it's on City. My, it's on my Steam Deck as well for the same reason because I'm like, man, I just want to play this game. It, and it's like, even in the brief time I put into it, just to kind of like tinker around with it to get it working, like the 45 minutes or an hour, I did the first few missions and I'm like, man, Nico Bellic is awesome. That game uh, genuinely deserves a modern remake. 
Yeah. GTA 4 is arguably the best one. It's if you Google which GTA has the best story, <clears throat> GTA 4 tops a lot of those lists um, in terms of just sheer. Narrative. I think GTA 4 is probably the best Grand Theft Auto game, like yeah. genuinely. And that game deserves a modern, proper remaster. You can use the same voices, you can use the same content. I just want that game to get a fresh coat of paint, look as good as modern GTA 5, and just. Mm maybe benefit from some of the modern design choices they made in that. Cause GTA five is just a better playing game. Sure. sure, um, sure. Grand Theft Auto four deserves that. Grand Theft Auto four. How many hours did we put into that game? Just in the multiplayer. Just so much. I remember we would get on, we would run around, we would max our ammo and all our guns. We would know we knew where we had to go. Okay. I want to get the SMG. I want to get the rocket launcher. I want to get the, the C4 or whatever. Tony had to get his grenades. Tony yep. get in the car and be like exploding Tony. Boom. <laughs> and we would just find a spot and we'd be like, yo, grab a, grab a car that could seat four. Tony's our driver. Yep. We're holding out here as long as we can. And we would hold out and then Tony would be like, all right, get in the car. We're leaving. And then he would just take them on a merry chase. <laughs> it was so To good. the Benny Hill. And yeah, we would was, just do that, uh, and then we would either get away, or we would you know get killed. But the mm-hmm. same, the end result was always the same. Let's do it again. Yep. And yep. then we just did it again, and we were like, "All right, this time, but better." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and we we had our set spots. Obviously, the infamous swing set. Oh where... yeah, we would spend hours at that swing set just trying to launch cars. Yeah, if you don't know, there was a swing set that was glitched to where basically if you would run a car into it, it would glitch out or under it, and it would just launch your car across the map, and it was amazing. Um, I don't, I hope they never fix that. We spent so much time just driving around the airport. The airport just doing. I remember Derek would get in the helicopter and I would just James Bond, like he'd come down the thing and I would just like James Bond turn, like reverse, spin it around, keep driving. And we would just do like stunts off. We would jump off like the little end ramp thing and just do stunts. We would just drive in circles around the damn tarmac for hours, just talking and playing. Mm -hmm. One of my greatest gaming memories, just playing GTA four with the, with the fellas. Yeah, it's I can't express the amount of joy I got a handful of times where there are those there are the ramps at the airport. Yep. And and Tony would drive down the ramp and go into the ocean and flip the car and so it would boot him out of the car. And then I would come right after in a car and flap the ramp and just try to to hit him with the car. I remember it, it didn't happen often, but when it did, it's one of the greatest feelings ever. <laughs> I remember when Derek and I, uh, we were in the helicopter and we were like Coast Guard. We would do Coast Guard. And I remember one time I did it, but Derek was usually the guy. And like if we got stuck, Derek would get a helicopter, take it to the ocean, and he would get it just low enough that we could get in. And then he would just take off and fly away. And he'd just be like, don't worry, buddy. I'm coming. Coast Guard's on the way. Derek, I'm in the water. Help. And he's like, I'm coming. We so swam great. out into the ocean that one time as far as we could. And then we were like, how do we die? <laughs> I don't want to swim back. And then we took like an hour to swim back. <laughs> yep. Because we took yeah. the helicopter out there and somebody was flying and they crashed it in the water. And we were like, oh, we don't want to swim back. 
and I didn't want to drown for some reason. I was like, fuck it, I'm swimming. And it was like me and someone else. We swam all the way back to shore. It took us yeah. almost an hour, I think. No, it didn't maybe take that long, maybe like half an hour. But it took so long. And then we got there, and I think Tony ran me over with a car. Yeah, that tracks. Um, and then the infamous Alucard incident. So it was it was generally Chris, Tony, and myself, and, and Derek. But and this Connor. one time... And Connor, Connor was there, yeah. Yeah. But at one time, I don't remember why, this random person joined. His gamer tag was like Alucard something. And it was like, that's weird. I don't remember if he did something to me, but it was my mission in life to destroy him. I wanted nothing more than to make him not exist. So I would chase him around the, the entire city, all of Liberty City. And I would get Tony to drive me around to try and kill him. And boy, it's just for a game that, like, when I just think of it very quickly and just think of, oh, GTA 4, I don't think of, like, super fondly just because I never finished the main story. That may be one of my favorite games of all time, just from the amount of fun I had with friends. Um, it's like I... GTA 4 and Rainbow Six are, like, up there together i still remember when back when i worked at walmart with tony and we had one of our co-workers dana he got on the game and i remember him i heard like dana was trying to take this car and i think this might have been the birth of exploding tony <laughs> because i shit you not so i'm standing there and over here i can see dana trying to get into this car and from my peripheral tony comes sprinting onto the screen <laughs> and he's running at dana and one of his arms is down here holding something <laughs> and he's running and then i just hear exploding tony boom <laughs> <laughs> and he just explodes <laughs> and i can play oh, it God. in perfect clarity in my mind you want to oh. talk about a perfect moment i can just it, it's it's burned into my brain i'll never forget it just tony sprinting across the screen with the grenade in his hand and just exploding tony oh <laughs> oh man dude I'm, i miss those days i want to play oh. that is that does that online still work that's, Can we make that work? I'm about to find out. I want to play GTA 4 what now so GTA bad. Like, I want to go play that right work. now. Uh, GTA 4. Um, when is when is this article from? Oh, come on, load. Uh, this article is from July 23rd. This is articles from four days ago. Um, multiplayer is surprisingly still around. Installing GTA 4 on my PC. Man, we need to get Tony. <laughs> oh, yeah, that game. That game is really good. And I'm. I've, I've finished up another game that I'm going to talk about in a little bit. I'm installing it. Good. GTA 4 is probably one of my next games to play. Oh, but that's GTA 4. Um, I I want to relive that. We got to get Derek. We got to convince. I know. We got to convince uh, him. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just this, just this once. We gotta we gotta get the the band back together. Yeah. Let me get Connor while we're on. Well, um, <laughs> um, next thing that I I didn't really play. It was really just trying to get it to run well on Steam Deck. Um, was the Ascent. Um, I tried a bunch of different stuff. Uh, and I just couldn't get the Ascent to a point where I thought it was good enough on Steam Deck. Um, so that's something that I'll play on my laptop. Um, but no matter what I did, it just looked grainy, um, even at native resolution. Um, I even tried FSR, uh, which helped the power consumption, but didn't really do much in terms of kind of any clarity. So um, I just tinkered that with that. At lower resolutions, power. FSR is kind of tough because it's. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how you have to get it to trigger. So like uh, the next game we'll go into, Mafia Definitive Edition. Like that is a gorgeous game. Um, to, I mean, to get FSR to work on Steam Deck, you generally have to push the resolution down to like 640 or 540p um, to, to get it to actually turn on because um, you have to get the resolution below native. And Mafia Definitive Edition worked great. I got almost like a solid 40 frames per second. I might have to try that with... I didn't know with FSR you had to lower the resolution that much. Because yeah, usually what you... it does is it takes a lower resolution and up like super samples it to whatever your yeah. native resolution is. But yeah, like so... usually it does that behind the scenes. Yeah, so like ideally, if you're playing a game with native FSR, like in the options, that's the best way to go about it because um, it will keep all text like crisp at native resolution mm -hmm. and just do the actual game. If you're doing the the Steam wide FSR, it also makes the text kind of blurry. But but yeah, so like when I was playing Mafia Definitive Edition, I was going down resolution, so it was like I went from 800p to 720p, and if you turn on like the most detailed like performance overlay it'll show you if fsr is on or not um and so it was like 720p nothing and then 640p i don't think there was anything so then i did it at 540p and i was like huh it works and i'm getting a great frame rate and the game still looks really good um and mafia definitive edition that would have that would have been fighting for my number two game of 2020 with final fantasy 7 remake i loved that game um people think the mafia games are open world games they're not they're linear they have an open world but it's really just like you can do free ride and find cars they, and stuff they, they are very linear very story games because they have yes. a lot of like time skips and stuff too like mm -hmm. they are not games where you kind of drive from mission to mission you load into a chapter and you yep. kind of exist in that chapter but mm -hmm. and like you can go around but it's not like open world in the sense like what you do in one chapter is not reflected in the chapter after it or not yeah. like it sometimes you know events will carry over but they're story events it's not stuff you did you know yeah when you finish a mission it says basically this mission is complete continue and then it takes you directly into the next mission with a cutscene generally but i know there's a lot of purists out there for the original mafia on ps2 it was it became really kind of a cult classic because you had to follow the traffic laws or else you would get speeding tickets or traffic tickets. Um, it was just, it was more of a simulation, uh, a, a, just like a simulation game, like a Deus Ex or something more than... They, I know the first game, they they were red lights too. Like they'd get you on red lights. No, yeah, yeah. If you ran red lights, if you sped, like... They you get you get in Mafia 2. Mafia, so I haven't played Definitive, but the first mm. one. 
I played yeah. Mafia 2. I think Mafia 2, I think they let the red lights go, but they yeah. will get you for speeding. Yeah, so on Definitive Edition, there are three difficulties. There's basically easy, normal, hard, and then classic. And classic is where the AI supposedly really kind of tunes into like traffic violations. I just played on normal. Um, I just wanted to, I, I knew the story is what I was there for. And the the acting is incredible. The Just the performance capture is amazing. The mission design is great. There's 20 missions in the game, but I never felt like what I was doing was tedious from mission to mission. Each mission had its own spin and own thing. And I really, really liked it. It's I'm, I'm excited to play uh, Mafia 2. Um, that's on, in my queue. Uh, I have the, the original version. Apparently at some point I bought the definitive edition, which comes with the original. And I know the definitive no, version. No, I think you got a free upgrade for owning Mafia 2. Oh, uh, okay. On Steam, they do that a lot where they'll give you the upgrade for free. Yeah. Okay. So, because um, I remember that happened to me. Yeah, and I know that from everything I've read, that the definitive edition of two is way is not is way less impressive and did way less. Um, well, because it's terms, it's a it's a remaster well, it's of a PS3. A re game. Like it's not the yeah, it's a remaster yeah. of a 360 PS3 game, yeah. whereas Mafia One was I think just PC. It, and it was a much older game, so they did a lot more work to bring that sure, up. That's, sure, that's yeah. that's closer to Mafia Three in production quality than it is to Mafia Two. Yeah, I know that when the game was released, apparently at the time of release, it was way buggier than the original Mafia Two, um, and its install size uh, for being just kind of a remaster. The original is like around eight gigs. The original Mafia Two, Definitive Edition is around forty-five gigs, and no one knows why because it's, it's not that war and it's up wait which one hold on mafia 2 mafia 2 to mafia 2 definitive edition is like a 30 gig increase with not that noticeable of an improvement for most people i think i think it's still just the textures and they probably just yeah. don't compress them yeah so i just uncompressed textures and stuff yeah so i'm excited to play that mafia definitive edition if you're in the mood for like a like period crime drama uh like mafia game it's it won't it doesn't waste your time. It's, like I said, it's 20 missions. Took me, I think, 11 hours. Um, and I couldn't put it down. And I got so invested in the story. Um, and the ending of one leads directly into the beginning of two. So, um, Mafia I, 2 is a really, really good game. That's what most people consider the best one. And it's I, so good. I've, I've, I've literally heard people say it has one of the best stories in video games. And I'm excited. Like, it's not perfect, but man, Mafia 2, dude, like Mafia 2 goes hard. Yeah. Yeah. There's also um, a, a scene that references Mafia 1, um, the ending of Mafia 1. Yep. The, the flashback. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, the tie in is the very end of Mafia 1. But Chris, you should, you should play Mafia 1 Definitive Edition. It should. It, it's, it's, and it's gorgeous. Oh, it I know. It's a gorgeous remake um so for the hell of it i'm probably never gonna play it but i did get mafia the original mafia on ps2 on, on my emulation station so um, well, it did come out on ps2 it, it, okay. it came out on ps2 and i think xbox um i'll probably never play it because i've i've heard it is really tedious to play yes and i just play the original um so I'll probably never play it, but it's there. Um, so, but Mafia Two is next up on my list. I know Mafia Three not well received. 
Um, a lot of the issues with Mafia 3, I've heard, were open world bloat because they just made it like an Ubisoft game and there were a ton of technical problems. So yep. I'm hoping at least a lot of the technical problems have been ironed out at this point. Um, so I played this? Mafia 3. Yeah. Not to completion, but I played sure. a good chunk of Mafia 3. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of like open world busy work because it is an open world. That's the, yeah, that's actually, it is actually an open world, but it is just so busy. Yeah. Uh, and and it's a lot of like, you know, you're going around and like, you're trying to like take over neighborhoods and stuff like that. And then like, you have to like do tedious work to invest in the neighborhoods to build them up. You're kind of building like your empire. Cause basically your character is building his own mob. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In Nolens. And um, New Bordeaux, which, the bayou. There a, which there was a sign for at the airport in Mafia One for New Bordeaux. Yeah, um, but it's yeah, not. So, it just lack. It lacks a lot of the charm uh, of Mafia Two. Like it, yeah. Mafia loses something in the open world because it it, it it's trying too hard to be like GTA mm, when it just yeah. needs to be Mafia. And like Lincoln's yeah. a fine character. But like a lot of the stuff you run into, there's just like there's not as much nuance to it. You mm. know, you don't like Mafia is all about making like it's about watching your character make the tough decisions and dealing with the with the repercussions. And yeah. Lincoln doesn't have to really do that um, because he's just kind of living this in a weird way. It's almost more like Saints Row because it's mm. just like you're kind of like this unstoppable leader and like. It kind of feels like you can't fail. I'm sorry for the sun. No, you're good. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I think I could be wrong on this, but I think I read that kind of like partway through development, the original Mafia 2 team like had the pitch and had developed the like was yeah, developing it was, uh, the game. Yeah, check. Yep, and then they took it away. Um, they and gave, gave it to Hangar 18. Hangar 13, yeah. Or Hangar 13, yeah. 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 Hangar yeah. 18 did... was a level in Twisted Metal 3. Yeah, and Hangar 13 kudos they did the remake of one which is phenomenal but um i don't know it, a couple i think on last I think they week, did a pitch i heard they i think they did a pitch for mafia four but i don't mm, think it went anywhere yeah yeah it's it's either last week's podcast <laughs> or this week i think it was last week or the week before uh jeff gersman podcast um he was talking about the potential like rumors of where gta 6 will take place and yada 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 and people in the chat were like giving off options and i was just like i would love rockstar to do a super serious period mafia game i think they would absolutely destroy it i feel like that's kind of what agent was supposed to be well wasn't agent like a multiplayer game like an mmo no, Agent was, remember they announced it at E3 2009. The same one where they announced The Last Guardian. Yeah. Um, Agent was supposed to be like... Uh, oh, 1970s Cold War stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. Agent was supposed to be kind of like that, I think. It was yeah. going to be a super serious period piece. I would love Rockstar to do one of those. They're so freaking talented. I, think, I don't think they ever officially canceled that game. Yeah, it's it just says on Wikipedia, it just says release, unreleased. It does not say canceled. <laughs> um, I mean, I, but yeah, I, that always seemed like, and that was always like, so that was Sony's big thing because they were like, we got another. Ex this was like right, right on the heels of GTA Four. They yeah. had an exclusive Rockstar game. Yeah, yeah. So 
I, I don't know what the future of the Mafia franchise is after the reception to three, probably at least on the back burner for a little while. Um, I think the Mafia one remake did some good. Mafia two definitive did some good. Um, yeah. It's it, you, Mafia should not be trying to be a GTA. Like no. it should be, it, 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 you can make it an open world, but it should be a linear game. Yeah. And I think that, I think that, and I can only speak for definitive edition <laughs> since that's the only one I've played, but it feels like, it feels like one and two, like they still weren't critical darlings. Like I think they averaged like in the, in the mid seventies. Um, even though I think Mafia definitive edition for me is like a nine or a nine, five out of 10. So they're never got the critical success either, even though how well received they are by fans, which is a shame. But I still um, like, dude, I, I still just remember that. Like I can hear it right now, that menu theme for Mafia 2. Like, you know, yeah. it's just like that game has such a special place in my heart. Mm -hmm. Uh like I, I can see the ending. Like that it has such a good ending. Yeah. And it, it's yeah. heartbreaking, dude. Mm-hmm. It is so good. Oh my yeah. god, that game is incredible. It's tough though. Like the mm -hmm. back, like the back, like ten to fifteen percent of that game has a huge difficulty spike. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, without spoiling things, you know, shit goes sideways, and you're burning a lot of bridges really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so you're, you basically it's you against the world at a certain point. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it's not easy. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm it super excited. Little, it gets a little too cover based shooter towards the end. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it, it's uh, the story is still good. It's just yeah. the, the gameplay, the moment to moment. I ended up getting to a certain point. And I think I turned on cheat engine and I got unlimited ammo, no recoil, and just kind of ran through and infinite health. And I just kind of took out the Tommy gun and just ran around. Yeah. Blasted everybody. Yeah. And one hit kills. And I was just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the actual sound effect from the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, the world's worst Tommy gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was. I, I had just come off Godfather and I was like, I'm still in a mafia mood. And definitive I mean, you're in Orlando. You're in the mafia. I know. You're Italian. It's great. It's great. I am. So there's a little bit of kinship there. Um, <laughs> I feel but like, like home. I, I, I was still in the mood, and if you Google like best mafia video games, it comes up with The Godfather and the Mafia series. Um, so I was like, I remember Chris saying good things about two, not saying great things about three, but I I've also like I watched some trailers for Definitive Edition of of number one, and I was like, this looks good. I'll give it a shot. And it's one of those it's one of those best case scenario games where you go in and are like, hopefully it's good. And you come out of it like, this may be like in my top 10 or 15 games of all time. Um, I really, really love that game. Um, highly recommend it. Again, not a time sink. And I like that about the Mafia games because they are story driven and not open world bloat. I, you, you go to GTA for a completely different reason than you go to Mafia for. So I love that game. Um, you're looking something up, I can tell. What are you doing? I'm reinstalling Mafia oh. Definitive Edition. Oh gosh. <laughs> um and yeah, and again it plays. It. Yeah. Like again, it plays really well on the Steam Deck if you want to play it on the go. You do have to do some tinkering. There's a custom launch line where basically basically if you when you launch the game on uh it launches the 2K launcher, which is a mm -hmm. pain. Um and you can get past that on Steam Deck and get into the game, 
but it's still running in the background. So it's bottlenecking performance. Yeah. So someone found um, this basically line of code you can put into like uh, under properties and like custom launch text that basically you'll see the launcher still come up, but it'll close after. So it's not running in the background. And so I think my settings were like 640p, um, turn on FSR with sharpening five. Um, but I mean, if you play it on your desktop, it's going to look um, incredible. Um, but I, I, I love just like sitting in my bed playing this gorgeous game that was somehow technically at 540p, but didn't look like it. The reflections are insane. Um, and that's what I fucking love about the Steam Deck. This is what I've wanted this Switch Pro for for so many years. Stuff like this. Switch Pro could not run Mafia Definitive Edition. It could barely probably run Mafia 2. Um, so, yes, that's Mafia. That's Mafia Definitive Edition. I love that game. I highly recommend it. You should. Everyone should play that game. I'm going to speed round through a, a few of these until I get to the last big one. Are you ready for lightning round? Let's go. Lightning round. I'm ready. I'm always ready to ride the lightning. Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Continue. I started episode four. I played through the, the prequel trilogy. Game still does not run as well as you would think it should run on Steam Deck, but it runs close enough to a steady 40 to where it is still a lot of fun. And if you are a Star Wars fan, it is a the biggest love letter to a Star Wars fan you can possibly play. I, I do recommend it. Uh, install Power Wash Simulator. Haven't played it since before 1.0. Messed around with it a little bit on Steam Deck. Runs great. Um, again, great game. Uh, I haven't actually played this yet, but I was just looking on... There's a website called Proton T, ProtonDB.com to where it's basically a crowdsourced site where people can say how well games run on Steam Deck and give recommended settings, and they basically rate the game uh, like bronze, silver, gold, platinum depending on how well it works and how much tweaking is needed. Funnily enough, Mafia 2, I think, is like a silver, needs a lot of tweaking. Definitive Edition is a gold, does not need nearly as much tweaking. Um, but that's a great resource if you are looking for kind of recommended settings to get things to run well. Um, and one of the games that popped up there that I hadn't thought about probably since 2016 that I never played and came off as, oh, this is a launch title for Xbox One. Rise Son of Rome. Apparently runs super well on Steam Deck. And I, so I, I was like, huh, wonder how much it is. Found it for two bucks, like on Humble Bundle or something. So I was like, sure. So I have it and have installed it. I have not started. <laughs> but okay. it's there. Um, Slay the Spire. Continue to be the ultimate way to play Slay the Spire with mods. I love playing as Hollow Knight in Slay the Spire. It's dumb in the best way. Um, uh, Stray we talked about and then the game that has kept me from finishing Stray the game that in the past 36 hours I, I think I've put yeah over 8 hours into somehow multiverses my god Chris <laughs> I've said this before if a game genre has a license that I like especially if it's a genre that I'm not generally drawn toward, I will give it a shot. This was the case with, um, I'm more of a fan of them now just in general, but at the time, ARPGs like Diablo. Mar I loved Marvel Heroes. I'm so sad that game doesn't exist anymore. There was MOBAs, Infinite Crisis. I loved Infinite Crisis, the DC Comics MOBA with all the alternate versions of all the heroes. 
so sad that doesn't exist anymore. Um, I like Smash Brothers a lot, but I don't have a huge tie to a lot of those characters. Um, Multiverses is such a weird, weird game. It is, for those who don't know, it just entered open beta yesterday. So it's free to play. You can get it on Steam, PlayStation, Xbox. It has cross-play, a cross-progression. Um, it is a platform fighter focused with the main focus on 2v2 team-based combat um, using characters under the Warner Brothers umbrella. This morning, I watched a stream where LeBron James and Arya Stark faced off against the Iron Giant and Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. It's a weird game, Chris. It is a very weird game, but it's also really good. <laughs> like, I'm shocked. Like, when something goes free-to-play, that automatically, like, gives some preconceived notions of it, of, of kind of what's going to happen and what you'll see when you get in there. Um, there's no pay to win that you can unlock perks for each character, but you can only get them by playing the game and excuse me, leveling up the character separately. And then, or, or you eventually unlock a way to train perks, which is to buy perks using in-game money you earn from just playing matches. Um, but the only thing you pay for are custom skins, custom ring out animations, um and just cosmetic stuff like that but it's unbelievable when you throw money at something it doesn't always work but it has such a higher chance to work we saw the nicktoons um smash bros uh yeah, the, the all-star nickelodeon Nick all-stars brawl or something and it obviously did not have a budget behind it had no voice acting until recently which is a huge part of it multiverses here's some of the talent they have they have kevin conroy for batman yeah they do they have i want to say it's the superman voice actor from from the justice league animated I series believe i believe it is they have matthew lillard for shaggy they have Maisie williams who played Arya stark in game of thrones voicing Arya stark with new lines um the talent's in incredible. The game is chaotic, but it's super, super addicting. Um, I will say crossplay has been seamless, no issues. Most games I play with a mix of PlayStation and Xbox players, and there's never a problem. I haven't had any issues with lag. One of their key kind of foundational pillars of this game was making sure they got the netcode right. Um, and this is a game where... You can do 1v1s, uh, but the main game mode is 2v2. So four players at all times, the netcode being super solid is great. Um, the roster is just going to keep growing. Um, like I said, um, as of the time of this recording, yesterday open beta started and LeBron James was released from Space Jam 2. who's also the most complicated character to play somehow. Um, his whole kit revolves around the basketball and you can throw it. Um, but you have to get the ball back to do a lot of his stronger moves. <laughs> so if so, like if you toss it to a teammate, if when they just do like their normal attack, they'll throw the ball at an enemy and then it will pop up 
And then if you go over and do like your up special, or I can't remember exactly what it is, LeBron will jump up and get the ball out of the air and then slam down like an alley-oop or like huge knockback. He is so hard to play. I will never play him well. Um, but it's just fun. Matches are fast. Um, uh, standard matches online are uh, best of three rounds, uh, first to four knockouts uh, per team. Uh, like I said, there's custom customizability with the builds. Well, there are kind of universal perks that you can apply, offense, defense, and utility. But then there are also character-specific perks that change how some of their specials work. Um, the Iron Giant is massive, like ludicrously big in that game. Um, and it's just, it is just a joy to play. I am... I, I am maining Superman. I don't always main my favorite characters in games because sometimes I don't like playing as them um, when it comes to these, but Superman is a lot of fun. He's just, there's different classifications for the characters. So like um, Superman and Wonder Woman are tanks. Batman is uh, a bruiser. Uh, Arya Stark is an assassin, uh, which differentiates kind of their roles. There's support roles. Velma is a support character. Um, who finds clues that pop up across the map. And then when she <laughs> finds all of the clues, she can call the cops on the other team. And Wait, a cop car. What? Yeah. And a cop, cop car comes and like traps the uh, opposing player in the cop car and tries to drive it off the stage before they can get out of it. There's just like so much attention to detail and so much love. Like Tom and Jerry are literally always fighting each other. They're like, unless they're like running around, they're always looking at each other with their fists raised, like ready to fight. And everything else is just collateral damage in their fight. So like <laughs> Tom can Tom can like slingshot Jerry and Jerry will be, just be on his own. And then, but if you press like the attack button or something, Jerry will throw basically a tennis ball to try to hit Tom. And then, but using Tom, you can use a tennis racket to hit the ball back and hit someone in the middle of you two. And it's just, <laughs> there's such an attention to detail. The, you, are you familiar with the LeBron James meme of him going like this at his teammate? Yes. That's a move he has in the game is the meme. <laughs> he goes like this. <laughs> and it's his forward smash, I think. Um, I mean, Ultra Instinct Shaggy was a meme and they put it in the game. Um, they are very familiar with the internet, um, and they just keep saying all of the right things. Um, I mean, if you look at Warner and the potential, they, they also said they're not ruling out third-party characters too. So they could get literally anyone potentially. I heard there were rumors that like Gandalf was in there at some point and then like they had to remove references to him because maybe yeah, there something were... fell through. There was a big data mine a, a while ago, but like if you think about Warner Brothers properties, you have Lord of the Rings, obviously. You have The Matrix. Do Neo they own Lord the of the Rings? The uh, rights they to own, that now? The, the, yeah, I believe okay. so. Yeah, yeah. So you can get any Lord of the Rings character in there. Matrix, you get Neo in there. Um, I could be wrong. Harry Potter, WB. I can't remember. I believe so. So like, just think of all of these potential. Just think of the roster, like. Smash is cool because it has a massive roster and most of them are Nintendo characters. The most exciting parts of Smash rosters were the third-party characters because that was always the most exciting to see who's going to join the fray. Snake joining Smash, still probably one of the biggest surprises 
in video game history. Like, how does that make sense? You're throwing grenades at Mario. Um, <laughs> but like, that's what this game just feels like all the time. Um, and there's differences from Smash. It's still percentage-based, um, but uh, not everyone, there's not a cross-character dedicated shield button. There's not a cross-character dedicated grab button. There's no ledge grabbing. It's There's wall jumping. Um, so um, when you're in the air, you get two neutral attacks, I think, two special attacks, and two dashes. No, you just get two... You get two attacks, two jumps, and two dashes. So the mobility is off the charts in this game. You really have to spike people off the stage. Um, but it is like... And again, this is the easiest recommendation I can ever make because it's free to play. Um, characters are relatively easy to unlock. So most of them are like two or 3,000 like in-game gold. You can unlock them obviously with premium currency if you want as well. But two to 3,000 gold maybe takes like maybe an hour, hour and a half's worth of matches. It's not that bad to be honest. And if you play with a friend, you get I think a 30% boost to both XP and gold gain. So if you play with a friend, you're just power leveling. Mm. Um, it is a very well put together, well animated, addicting platform fighting game that for me is the perfect fit on the Steam Deck because that's I just keep doing the one more match type of thing. And it's like I'm already trying to get through all the, the seasonal milestones for the battle pass because of course it has a battle pass, um, but um, there's daily milestones to help the battle pass as well. The battle pass uh, also you don't have to pay for with real money. It is just 300 in-game gold. At least this first one is. It's a shortened season just from um, I think the July 19th to August 8th. Um, it's a, So there's only 15 levels of the battle pass. Um, but there's a lot of cool stuff in this game. Um, I have the ring out. So, you know, in Smash, when you knock someone off the stage and there's the explosion when they mm -hmm. go off. I have one where if you knock them off and they basically get pushed off the side of the stage, instead of an explosion, Porky Pig and the That's All Folks just pops up right next to it. <laughs> like, it's it's so good. It's such a weird combination of things coming together that works really, really well. And I can't say enough good things about it. And just the messaging from the development team has consistently been so good. Um, and just saying what they should be saying, hey, netcode is key for this game's long-term success. That is such a huge focus for us. And literally, I have not had one bit of lag cross-platform cross in, hold on. Let me load it up. I, I want to be accurate when I say how many matches I've played, but it's, I mean, the the title screen is is Sh Shaggy and Batman back to back. Shaggy holding the batarang and Batman holding the sandwich. I saw that. Yeah. It's it's real good. It's real good. And Shaggy is Shaggy's strong. And Iron dude, Iron Giant's really good. He's if you pick him, you're basically giving your teammate like carte blanche to be like, hey. They're going to be focusing on me, so you better do some do some stuff. Um, oh, of course, my Steam Deck is updating now, but uh, I've probably played about between like fifty and seventy five matches, and I I haven't had lag, and and probably ninety five percent of those matches have 
Xbox or PlayStation players in it. It's incredibly impressive. Um, it seems like Warner Brothers is putting their money where their mouth is with this game and really investing the money that needs that it needs in order to be successful long term. Um, they already announced uh, Rick and Morty are coming out next month. Um, Saw that. So it's just it. It's another one of those cases where I'm shocked as to how good it is. I know people were a fan of the the closed alpha and the closed beta and were saying good things about it. But until I actually finally got my hands on it, I didn't necessarily believe them all the way. Um, but it's, I think it's the real deal. And it could be, as as long as the support stays, like... This could be a like a staple in the fighting game genre for years to come. It could be, it could be an Evo, um, like Smash is. Like, well, like Smash it, isn't. Isn't right, Smash well, pulled from all that stuff now? It it might be, yeah. Um, so I've played, I've played eighty eight matches. That's, That's more the, than you thought. That is more than I thought. Um. And it's just, it's just really good, man. Um, I really like it, and it's it's a lot of fun. And every character I've tried so far has been fun in a different way. Like I don't think there are any genuinely bad characters yet. Um, but what was that? I was gonna say, who's the developer for this? Player First Games, I believe. Um, I'm not sure who they're made up of. I think it was a studio built to make the game of player first games. Um, careers new first games. Yeah, like there's not a ton of information about them be outside of multiverse stuff. Yeah, it multiverse looks like they're stuff. just a Warner Brothers studio. Yeah. Yeah, so they've done a fantastic job. Um, and and yeah, if anyone listening wants to play, I would love the bonus XP and gold. It would be great. I will try my best with Superman to, to bring us to the promised land. Um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. I'm going to continue to play the hell out of this game um, for the foreseeable future. Um, and it's it's really one thing I think that makes it work so well is the focus of the game. Um, at this time, there's no single player content. There's no the only modes in the game are basically um, there is a, an offline mode um, for local play. There is online modes where you can play against bots, or uh, you can do one v one, two v two, or uh, four player free for all. And there's a training mode, and that's it. There's no single player content, um, and I think that focus really helps them with the development of the game because it gave them that time to really put in the effort where it needed to go to make the game just work. Um, so yeah, that's that's multiverses. Um, Last thing is now that I'm a PC player, I bought a Humble Bundle, the Deck Builder Bundle. So that's something I did as well. 
Um, but yeah, that's what I've been playing, Chris. Any questions? No. Uh, I've heard really good things about Multiverse. For what it's worth on Steam, it's got 21,000 reviews and 90% are positive right now. Yeah. yeah. Which I feel like is a, is a good uh, average. Yeah, especially for a free-to-play game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's... They're they're not they're not they're not play to win or they're not pay to win excuse me, and as long as they keep so, it that way, it sounds then, like they're doing a really good job. Yeah, yeah, I'm incredibly impressed. If it keeps on the trajectory that it's on, it'll probably be probably my top five games of the year. I I almost hate to ask this question, but I kind of feel obligated. Okay. Do you think with the success of these smash likes, let's call them? Sure. I don't like the term clone. Platform fighters. Platform that, fighters. That's what they're called. Yep. Okay. Platform yep. fighters. Yep. Do you think Sony no. gets encouraged to take another swing at it? Only if they get well. Well, now they would have to play nice with Microsoft because they would need to go to Microsoft to get Crash and Spyro. <laughs> I don't think they would bother. It's, I think I, mean, I think Sony stable is. I mean, because now you can add guys like Deacon. You have God of War. You know, modern God of War Kratos with Atreus. That could yeah. be a character. You know, you, you have Aloy. Um, you have Detroit yeah. become human android. Yeah, maybe. Maybe less maybe. than that. Uh, you got <laughs> Delson, you know. Yeah, it's potentially. Yeah, I mean, I think what I think if they did do that, I don't think they should go back to the All-Stars battle system of only being able to kill with finishers. I think they would just have to do a regular regular they thing would, you know kind of yeah. like just like they kind of have to be more like everybody else and they would just have to rely on their stable of characters you know maybe a nathan hale finally makes it this time you know yeah instead it's, of dude from starhawk yeah dude from starhawk get dart in there finally like he was supposed to be yeah get dart bring isaac clark back you know i, I mean i would love it like there's there's a lot of good platform fighters out right now like rivals of ether has a ton of awesome mods for it Again, going back to there's a Hollow Knight mod with a full move set and animations and stuff. Um, it's it's kind of the thing right now, um, and I think that with Smash not necessarily dead, but I mean, with all intents and purposes of them saying over and over this is the last Smash game, and it having died down a little bit since its release, the market's way more open, and I think you saw. A first stab at it with Nickelodeon one, which didn't go super well. Just it's better now though because they added voice acting. Yeah, it was. I think it was mostly okay just because of the lack of production values. For everything I heard, the actual gameplay was solid enough. It was just like yeah. it's just silent. This yeah, is wrong. but they 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 fixed that so that yeah. stuff and they in most cases they got the original actors to reprise yeah. those roles. Yeah. Um, it's multiverses has does not have that issue because they already got their actors to reprise those roles because it turns out you know they're recording stuff anyway you know yeah yeah they got freaking matthew lillard for shaggy and they got Maisie williams for Arya stark to record new lines being like i've never fought a man from space i've never or i've never killed a man or beaten a man from space before this will be fun when she's in the when she is fighting superman and they all have custom dialogue based off of who they're they're facing and everything like that so you could add Joel and Ellie and Abby. Yeah. PlayStation one. Yo, Abby is just brick from borderlands. It's great. 
Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think PlayStation could do it. Um, I just I wonder if they think... look at this and they're like, hey, you know what? We could take another stab at this. Mm, with, yeah, potentially. I mean, I I still don't think Xbox should make no, one. I, I don't they, think they, they don't will. have the history. Um, I could see them making a traditional fighting game rather than a platform fighter. But yeah. I also just don't see them doing that. I think they would rather have their characters guest spot yeah, in other people's games. Like, uh, oh, what was her name? I can see Dead Master Chief in Multiverses. Oh, I, th- I think it was Naomi in Dead or Alive. This Naomi the Spartan. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I remember that. And she got like thrown into an alternate dimension and ended up with Dead or Alive people, which is pretty funny. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, in order to, I, th- I think at this point, like outside of indie stuff, um, in order to have a successful platform fighter, you have to have a license that has enough of a stable of interesting characters to differentiate itself because all of the gameplay is going to be somewhat similar between them yeah it, co- it comes down to hey i really want to play as neo oh this game has neo i'm going to play this game and if they don't add neo to this game i'm gonna lose my mind um he's just gotta dodge he's just gotta like uh, yeah you know? <laughs> that'd be great that'd be great and this and, and like yeah oh it's so good um but yeah, I'm see when it comes to fighting games, I enjoy 2D fighting games from a very casual perspective. Um, I like just jumping in and just playing stuff. Um, I like the recent advent of more story-driven uh, 2D fighting games, like the Injustices, like Mortal Kombat, yeah. like I, those story modes. I enjoy playing through, but I'm never like a competitive person because it can get so technical. And platform fighters can get technical too, but there's generally just more chaos and it just feels like more of a level playing field in general. And they're generally, I take them less seriously. So I have more fun. Um, and so that's what multiverses has been for me. It's also inspired me to like, look into some of the properties that I don't have experience with like Rick and Morty or adventure time and like kind of check those out. Um, so, so yeah, I hope I hope this game is a long future. Wait, so hold on. Yeah. Time Warner owns Cartoon Network, right? No, that's That's, Turner. Do they own uh, Turner? uh, Does Warner Brothers own Turner? Uh, Turner Broadcasting System. As of April 22, the assets are now owned by Warner Brothers. Yes. Okay. I have some ideas. Yeah. Powerpuff Girls. Samurai Jack. Yep. Samurai Jack. Um, what else would be a good one? Um, Tom from Toonami. Toonami's Tom. Yep. Oh, God. I guess Steve Bloomback. Yep. Huh? You got Steve Bloomback to do the voice. Yep. yep. Put Tom in the game. Um, I'm trying to think of like some classic cartoon. Mojo Jojo. Yeah. Because I just want to hear him. Mojo yeah. Jojo was great. But, like, I feel like there's a lot of potential, like, really good characters from, like, the kind of Cartoon Network heyday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kids Next Door. Codename Kids Next Door. It was never my favorite, but... I liked it. Yeah. Um, Was Ed Ed and Eddie Cartoon Network? Yes! They they can make a fun, like, trio character in one, like a Pokemon trainer or something. Just have him Um, knock him out of the ring and just butter toast. Have him just drop toast. 
Yeah. They so okay. So just to like give people the potential of characters that could be in this game, um, I have this article from Spiel Times from two days ago. Um, there was a data mine. Someone data mined the game. Um, I think during the alpha or the closed beta, um, and saw evidence for some of these characters. Again, this is data mined, not confirmed at all, but potential. Joker is a pretty obvious one. Raven has to be from Mark Hamill. Yeah, has to be Mark Hamill. Raven from Teen Titans. Um, Gizmo from Gremlins. Marvin the Martian. Scooby Doo. Marvin the Martian would be. Um, Daenerys from Game of Thrones, The Hound from Game of Thrones, Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz, um, Godzilla, another giant character with Iron Giant, Johnny Bravo, yep, Fred Flintstone, Mad Max, Samurai Jack, Powerpuff Girls, Duck Dodgers slash Daffy Duck, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, because they're owned by Warner Brothers, Ben 10, Ted Lasso from the Ted Lasso show, and um, one that I would love, the Animaniacs. Ooh, that'd be you a throw, good one. You could throw, if you want to go a real deep cut, go freaking Freakazoid. Love mm. Freakazoid. Um, but, I mean, Harry Potter, Beetlejuice, if Michael Jordan would sign his likeness, we could have LeBron versus Jordan. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, WB owns so much stuff. And there's yeah. so many potential. There's so much potential with this roster that it's just it's my most like. Everyone who listens to this knows I am not a live service game guy, but I could see myself coming back to this constantly. Um. So so yeah, multiverses. If you're interested, check it out. It's free to play. Um, on uh, PC, Xbox, PlayStation. Um, much like, like, uh, like MOBAs, um, there's a free character rotation, I believe each week, with five characters. And then there are also like founders editions, uh, that you can buy for, I think 30 or for 40, 60 yeah. and a hundred bucks, um, which will get you a specific number of just character unlock tickets that you can just use to unlock characters. I actually bought just the basic one, the $40 one, cause I was liking the game so much. And I'm being very judicious about where I use those tickets. Um, and it comes with the, just a bunch of stuff. Um, but so if you'd like the game a lot, you can do that. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's multiverses. I would love Johnny Bravo. That would be so funny. But there needs to be another giant character like Iron Giant. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All of his moves are just like one frame each. Hey, mama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I forgot that Johnny Bravo was just Elvis. I the totally... problem is the problem is that Johnny Bravo is also a little problematic. Uh, yeah. In, well, uh, in he, modern he, times, he can just have non-problematic dialogue. It's true. Um, I just yeah. want Johnny Bravo to be like, "Hey, is that Batman?" <laughs> just get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. No, that's 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 what's cool is all that custom dialogue between all these characters. Like you never thought you would hear Shaggy talking to freaking Batman, and he has like custom lines about Batman and. That well, that's a how a bunch of, of those characters leaked because there were there were di there was dialogue of yeah, characters talking times. about Gandalf. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's like, yeah, the potential is just so freaking massive with this game. It makes me really excited as someone who does enjoy a good platform fighter. And there's just enough progression in the game right now. 
Uh, and there's still like two or three menu options that are grayed out and are coming soon, probably for the 1.0 release or this, maybe a later part of the beta. I but. have to imagine that this game is why they didn't sell their gaming division is because they probably got somebody who was like, hey, mm. let us do this and we'll make you a ton of money. And they were probably like, OK, yeah, yes, probably. It's probably what happened. So. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Uh, TLDR. Everyone should play Mafia Definitive Edition, and people should try Multiverses even if you're a little bit curious. And that's the end of my TED Talk. Um, also, the Steam Deck is the only thing I've been playing games on, and it's amazing, and I love it so much. I'm so glad the Steam Deck is as good as it is. Yeah, me too, dude. Me too. They just keep getting updates, too, and making it better and better. It's fantastic. I'm wondering what the future of that thing looks like. What does the Steam Deck 2 look like? Yeah. Time will tell. <sighs> um, um, I don't know if you have anything else to touch on. Uh, I just had the brief. Uh, we touched on it a little bit. They announced GTA 6 officially, I think. Um, they confirmed it's going to be in Miami. They confirmed that there's going to be uh, a Bonnie and Clyde-esque a duo protagonist one of them is a latina woman and the other one is a man um and that it's targeted to come out before march 2024 uh so we shall see they're they're shut they they're shuttering red dead online because that has not made money like gta has um that was another piece of news um and then i have uh just like old times. I have the PlayStation Plus games for August 2022 if you'd like me to to run those down. It's actually yeah, I'm just, a great lineup. I'm reading this really stupid quote from British GQ. Did you hear about the whole thing with Stranger Things? How they're like editing um, older episodes? Like they're doing, they're George Lucasing older episodes? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So British GQ said, editing a continuity error after the fact while allowing for the laziness that now pervades the gaming industry by way of figurative TV patches would be fairly innocuous if not for the implied slippery slope. That's a huge shot and, like, the worst possible take. Like, yeah. why would you talk about games, dude? And, like, laziness? Excuse you? Yeah. What are, what are you doing, British GQ? Hardest thing you had to do was tweet that. Yeah, that's weird. I, I only know because someone I follow, uh, they said, uh, turn on location, bro. Come on. I just want to chat. Don't be shy. We're <laughs> just going to chat. <laughs> um, God, it's just so fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, People are so dumb. Yes, they are. Uh, Microsoft also did make the announcement um, maybe a week or two ago that um, pretty soon they're going to stop including Xbox 360 games in Games with Gold. Um, yes. They've probably given away all of them at this point already. <laughs> so I think that was the um, issue. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So for the Xbox Games with Gold for 20, August 2022, uh, for the backwards compatibility catalog, we have uh, actually two kind of big ones. Uh, Manhunt. Um, which has a cult following, as well as Gladius, which I also I think has a cult following. Hmm. Um, and then for Xbox One, there is Speed Limit and Airy Sky Castle. Um, for PlayStation, 
for PS4 lineup. For PS4, start off with Little Nightmares, which gets has good reviews. Then Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is huge for PS4 and PS5. And Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1-2 Deluxe Bundle for PS4 and PS5. That's a lineup. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for that because I never actually got around to playing the Tony Hawk remakes, and I love those first two games. So I will be adding that to my PlayStation library. Yeah, I think I I got them on an Epic Games Store sale at some point. Yeah, I ended up getting them for like ten bucks or something. Yeah, play that's yeah, that's another dangerous thing now. Becoming more of a primary PC gamer is that I'm actually paying attention to like Green Man Gaming and Humble and stuff. Make sure you use my link. Do you, you have, have one the updated Humble? link? Right. Do you have I do one, have one for Humble. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're I'll all go through they're, they're all below my Twitch. Yep. Yep. I'll go. Make sure you have the updated link because the old link doesn't work anymore. They changed gotcha. providers. Ah, I see. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I was trying to look around for any other kind of, excuse me, big news, and I don't really see much. Uh, I know Sony is adding all of the Yakuza games to their uh, extra and premium lineup over the next mm. couple months. Okay, that's cool. So they will have all eight Yakuza games. Nice. I think they said eight Yakuza. Yeah, because including Zero and Like a Dragon. So, yeah, Zero, one, one two, two, three, four, four five, five, six, Like six, a Dragon. Dra- yeah, Like a Dragon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, this was mostly just a... There's a lot of reminiscing this episode. Um, good both good, Both good and bad about times, times past... But we now both have GTA 4 installed and just need to tell Tony to do it. Um, yeah. And a lot of looking forward. Um, so, yeah. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I, I'm hoping my phone's not broken. Yeah, the fo- yeah, I was going to say, you should, you should get the, the, the phone and the pay- paycheck situation figured out. Um, um, Thank you all for listening. Uh, stay tuned for our YouTube. We've been uploading the maddening. Yes. Hope you've been enjoying it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Episode two went up a week late. That's my bad. It's all good. Um, so yeah, we have recorded through, I think episode eight or nine for the first session. Uh, I can tell you, but I believe it's, I want to say it's eight. I think it's eight. Um, so we will be working it on is eight. Okay, we'll be working on finding another time to do some some more bulk recording. We have talked about alternating, so we may potentially be recording a surprise game um, that you'll have to f- subscribe to the YouTube channel to find out about. I think too we can, we can always do something on here. You know, we have we have the technology. You know, we could record true. something like on a weekly basis here, and then like maddening, I would like to do in person because I feel like that's a fun yeah. thing. But like yeah. we can also do other stuff where we just kind of do it through this. Yeah, 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 I'm with you on that. I'm with you. So, um, so yeah, keep your eyes out for the maddening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at rporlando91, and you can follow my brother Chris, double meaning, at what's your brother's TV. Twitter? <laughs> Shout out your um, actual brother Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I have a blood brother Chris, and then I have this brother Chris. Spiritual um, blood. Indeed. indeed. <laughs> um, and yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, and we will be back 
who knows? Maybe it'll be a couple weeks. Maybe it'll be a month, like originally planned. It'll Stick probably around. be sometime related to August. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Thanks for thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, we love you.